0: I um, used to remember standing in the mirror and just looking at myself and just thinking what are you or, or who are you um, and it, that really got to me. Losing weight isn't easy and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast the show where we share inspiring real life success stories from normal everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend Carl Radley.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast with me, Carl. And today we have a, a big first in the uh, Weight Loss Warrior Podcast world, Charmaine from Australia, our first ever guest from Australia. Hi, Charmaine, how are you?
0: Hi, Carl. I'm not too bad. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well, thank you. And you're in Sydney, is that correct?
0: Yes, that's correct. I am.
1: How How's things there? It's getting towards the end of summer, I believe, or, or just starting actually. No,
0: know? no, we're so we're in spring, but it still feels like winter.
1: Okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. I got that completely wrong, didn't I? Um, oh, it's all right. And and obviously, with the time difference and everything, I know you've you've just finished work, and I really appreciate you making the the time to come and speak to me today.
0: Not a problem And not at all. only
1: are you a first in terms of coming from Australia for the for the podcast, but you're actually the first interview and person I've spoken to who has lost weight and made an incredible transformation by having a gastric sleeve.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So I'm really interested to find out more about that and and find out about your experience and um, how that's transformed your life. And before we get into that, though, as I know from talking to you earlier, you've you've listened to the podcast and I I like to get a bit of background on people and find out more about them. I'm a bit nosy in that respect. So (laughs) if you could start, Charmaine, by just telling us a little bit about yourself.
0: Um, Well, I'm just turned 28 in June. And um, as you said before, I'm from Sydney, Australia. I've struggled with weight all my life, like since I was the age of five. Um, I was a obese child, and I come from a very heavy set family. So, um, obesity runs in the family. Diabetes, heart conditions, like everything that kind of correlates with um, obesity, uh, in my family have have it in the line. Um, so. As a child, I I grew up fairly big, bigger than all the kids in my grade, and um, quite picked on a lot, and everything like that. And um, yeah, being being big did become my identity for a very long time, and um, that kind of led me to my big decision of what to do next, um, because I've tried all the fad diets, gym, um, just a dietitian, like I, I. tried any means possible to lose weight and I just couldn't. Um, I did develop um, pre-diabetic symptoms, I was insulin resistant, um, everything like that, everything was just going downhill very fast. Um, so that that's where it kind of led me into the direction of surgery for weight loss. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah. And, and, and before we delve into that decision and the weight loss and, and the surgery itself, I I can imagine coming from a family as well where, you know, being overweight has been a commonality throughout the the generations. I'll say, I I think, and and I think it's something that kind of gives you a bit of a disadvantage as a child, because you're obviously looking around your family, you're looking up to the people that are there to guide you. And it's not to sound disrespectful. to Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. But, I think it's just the reality of the situation you're in. Yeah, and, 100%. and how was that in terms? Especially you mentioned being bullied, and how how was that growing up?
0: Um, I was kind of like a tough kid. I was like, "Oh, fat! Like that's all you've got to say? Like it's like in my head is when you're calling me fat, that means you've got nothing else to pick on." So it wasn't really. I I grew out of it very quickly. So it turned. I turned my biggest hurt into my biggest joke sort of to say I know that sounds pretty sad but like when you've got like oh like a lot of people going oh you're quite big and like calling me fat and I was the odd one out and I was and I'm pretty tall as well I'm about 5'11 5'10 5'11 so tall and big it's just a bit intimidating for little kids if if you know what I mean um but it look I handled it all right um it got better once I was in high school where no one really, like, excuse my French, but no one really gave a shit. Um, and, yeah, but as I said, like, being big became my identity. And once I lost all that weight, I kind of, I did feel I lost myself a bit, um, but have been reconnecting with myself and regaining that confidence and being a different version of me. Um, of because. because I know that a lot of bigger people take on that persona when they are because that's all they have, um, if that's, like, not rude to to say out there. But I do know for myself, like, being the big funny one, like, being funny is all I really kind of had and playing on the fact that I was a bigger person. um, It really, really changes your values and your identity when you – choose to switch that up so
1: yeah i I completely agree and this podcast is about you know personal opinion and personal experience and so whatever was was your truth whatever happened to you there's there's nobody that can tell you any different and yeah I, i think you're absolutely right that this persona that people adopt it's it's certainly a coping mechanism Yes, because exactly. you can either crawl into a ball and, and just wish the world to fade away and or you can try and embrace it to the best of your ability and at least try and make a go of it. And, and turning to humour, uh, we, we have another episode in which I, I talk to somebody and, and they say exactly the same thing, but that was yeah. their, their option, to be the bubbly one. And
0: yeah, yeah. Well, that's there, be the bubbly one, be the jolly one. Like that's just – it's how you kind of adapt to the situation and um, I find that most most people in that situation do go there because it's the only thing that we can kind of cling on to. Mm. And if, any, if everyone else is making fun of you, why not you make fun of yourself and actually laugh at yourself instead of crying, as you said, in of a course. ball. Um, it's like kind of you put up a wall and that's where it stays and you just stand behind there and you, you don't get hurt kind of thing.
1: Of course but I, I, I still think that when you peel back those layers it it's still there you know there, there's still obviously you're you're you' although probably on the surface you might not appear to be unhappy you you may not even admit to yourself after years of being this persona, that you're unhappy, but it takes its toll,
0: yes, yes, a hundred percent. I used to remember i i um used to remember standing in the mirror and just looking at myself and just thinking. What are you, or or who are you? Um, and it, that really got to me. Like it's, it. I I still do it here and there because you always um, remember that. And it like it's a lot of body dysmorphia and everything like that. Especially when you go from such a big size to where I am now, it's like you still look in your in the mirror and you see that big person. You still see that person you used to be. And it's hard to crack away from that because it's still me, um, but it's just a smaller version. I am a lot happier now. I'm a lot healthier now. Like My levels have drastically gone back to normal and everything like that. So it's hard to separate yourself from that old person, but it's also hard to let go of that person as well because – they they were your comfort for so long, um, if that makes sense. Like you, that was your like it's your safe place to be. That person,
1: it makes perfect sense. <laughs> and, and I think especially going through adolescence, and yeah. it's a very. I think I've said this on every episode so far. I think it's it's such a difficult time, and then additionally dealing with weight issues and the the unhappiness that, that's attached to that when obviously you've had such a change, I think it's probably also a moment that you start to reflect because you, you let that barrier down or you're willing for the first time to really see who you are as a person and not that persona that you've been using as a shield.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a bit confronting.
1: <laughs> of course, of course, and difficult. And, and I, I've i spoken to other people as well who have said similar things But you know, losing the weight, although, it's amazing, and, and for the future and the rest of your life, obviously, it's a positive change. You do find that you have to meet your demons and, and battle them, and yeah. that's that's part of the struggle. But you've done it, and you know you're in a much happier place now, and, and, and I'm I'm very very pleased to hear that. So, w- was there one particular key moment that you can remember or a memory in which you made a decision? after probably trying various ways to lose weight, that having surgery was going to be the the best option for you?
0: Um, I think I had many moments. I think it was just an accumulation of things because I I have this one distinct memory and I think one of your other guests had like kind of a similar situation, which I think is not funny, but I think it's very relatable. Like um, I was on a roller coaster. I was about 13. I was on a roller coaster getting ready to go on one and um I got in the seat and went to go get buckled in but because I was so big they couldn't buckle me in and this guy just made an absolute fool of me I was only 13 and it it was very traumatic I never got on a roller coaster again until I was about say about 22 23 um but yeah so like it was like that and like the years of um bullying and the more more so the the years of self-bullying I think we're our, our own worst enemy to be honest I I never I never involved myself in like um, self-harm or anything like that I know that's a very sensitive subject for some people um, but I, I think in a way looking in a mirror and telling yourself you're disgusting is self-harm as well and like it's mental mental abuse I suffered my own mental abuse for so long and I think I just hit a point where I was like this is enough you can't keep doing this to yourself and it just was my turning point like I knew a couple of people that had done the surgery, um, I think it was about – it took me about five years to sum up the courage to actually action it. So I'd been thinking about this surgery for like since I was about 18 and it was just like, oh, do I do it or do I not do it? Is it like what are the risks? What are the implications? Like everything. Like I, I it was a big, big, big life-changing decision that I had to make and I was, yeah, I was there and I was like, well, nothing else is working. What do I do?
1: And Charmaine, I, I think the, the way you've just described that approach of, of delaying and thinking about it for as long as you did is in in the, the small amount of research and knowledge I have it is probably the, the most sensible thing you could have done because, I, I, on one side, obviously, you know this is going to be a solution that's going to help fix for the, the issues that you have and, and could lead to a happier future. But on the other side, it's something that, for the most part, I understand is is not reversible and it's it's invasive. It's surgery on your body to to, to change your anatomy, basically. So exactly I, I think right. you 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 made a wise decision thinking it through. And one thing I'm very keen to to say on this episode, I think it's the responsible approach is. Nobody should jump into any kind of life-changing surgery of any kind without giving it the the adequate thoughts and seeking the professional advice and yeah. making sure that it's the right decision for them.
0: Yeah, well, like definitely weigh up your options. Like I use this as my I, – I never went on weight loss drugs. Um, That was one thing that I wouldn't really – dabble in because I knew there was a lot of um, side effects that I don't know if I could have coped with. Um, so this this was my absolute last resort. And I was just, as I said, it took me five years just to make the decision. I do wish that I did research it a lot sooner because it was ultimately ultimately a good decision for me. But that's me personally. Um, I do hear stories where it doesn't work for people. I do hear stories where they go back to their old habits. It's like the relationship with food is so toxic that you just like tarnish your brain and you're in this mindset of like um, – like, food's my comfort or food's my stress or food's when I'm depressed or like we relate food to such negative things and it's just we go back into our old cycles. Like I I know I've fallen off the wagon. I've gained – 10 kilos I've lost it again I've gained another 15 lost it again it's like a very yo-yo effect and you can still do that on this surgery as well so it's not like an end all be all that's it you're gonna lose it all and and that's what I think a lot of people don't understand about this surgery is that you yeah you can damn well take it all off like it's great I've I've lost 65 kilos because of the surgery but you know what I've also put on 10 kilos or so and like you may think like oh yeah that's that's not much like you can still take it off it has been the hardest thing to take it off and once you plateau in your weight loss that's it that's when you've got to like drive hard to go as far as you can and like you can stretch out the stomach again and like you can be in the same predicament you were but twice as like twice the size that you were originally started off as. So you've got to like really do your research. You've got to really like just get into the nitty gritty before you even think about having the surgery because it like you've got to have also the commitment as well. People think, oh, this is just such a a way, a cheating way you're doing it. Like it's so easy for you. No, it's the biggest mental game you'll ever play on yourself. It, it's it's the biggest physical struggle um, because, like after surgery, I had to go on a three-step diet before I could even be on solids, and it's just like you can you can tear your stomach, you can tear your um, your you can put lesions into your stomach while it's still vulnerable after the surgery so you have to be on like liquids for a while and you have to be on um, purees and then you work yourself up to soft solids and then you finally get to be on solids and then you have to portion control otherwise you'll be sick or there's there's a lot of negatives to this one positive but like for me it was great like I, I wouldn't change it but I just one, I wish I did it sooner, but two, I wish I did more research than what I did because I did, I did go into it a lot, but I didn't go far enough to know that there's, like, certain symptoms to certain foods you can eat and things that I'll never eat again or drink again or anything like that, just those little bits that I've missed. Okay. Um. But, yeah, so, like, as I said, like, massive decision, like, if anyone is thinking about it. As Carl said, go to your local health professional, talk with them, get all your, your bloods done, everything like that. Make sure that you actually need to go down this path. Try everything before you go down a path where you can't come back from.
1: I think that's incredible advice. And the, the other side of it as well is that a lot of people, I believe, feel that once they've lost the weight, they're going to be happy. whereas for many people it isn't necessarily solely about being overweight that's making them unhappy and so even without that additional weight without being heavier there may be many other aspects of of somebody's life that need to be worked on and nurtured and fixed to to actually believe you know achieve happiness so it isn't a a one-stop fix-all your problems and and live happily ever after for the rest of your life. I don't think so.
0: No, not at all. uh,
1: I think the advice you've given there is, is really very good. So (laughs) so thank you for that. (laughs) That's Um, all right. I'll tell you one
0: thing on that. I'm so sorry to cut you off there. Tell you one thing on that. A lot of comments that I get is I used to be very confident, big girl, very confident in my body and everything like that. Like I just knew how to work with what I got and everything like that. As soon as I lost the weight, all my confidence diminished I had to literally find myself again I think that's a one big thing that you need to realize and as you said like losing weight having money all that stuff doesn't find you happiness so you have to find your own happiness in the things that you love to do and everything like that you can't just expect to drop a ton of weight and be so happy in yourself yeah you're happy in what clothes you're wearing or something like that but as humans were gen like genetically, like programmed to, I-, I feel never be the fullest, happiest people. We always have to pick at a problem or find an imperfection or something like that. Like the even the happiest person is not to that full utopia. Like you still, it won't fix all the problems that you have. It will make you feel better in some aspects, but it won't fix everything. Like working on yourself is all a part of that journey, that weightless journey. Like working on yourself, I feel that I'm the happiest when I'm at the gym smashing it. Like I go with my mum because I have like heaps of support from my family and like we're all getting healthy together. And it's just one thing that we can all do as like a full group. And I just find that that's where my bliss is, my happiness is like just smashing it at the gym with her, and just living my life to what I can and the best I can.
1: That's incredible and very, very inspiring to hear that you're you're now motivating your family as well to to get fit, and that that's really great. And so, <laughs> I, I think you know we've talked a lot about the the risks and and the approach. I think you have you know the headspace you need to go in mentality to to even consider this kind of of surgery but as I said you have done it and and it's aided you to have a a happier life so if if we could talk more about the process afterwards and and the losing the weight you know so you've you've had the surgery you've made the decision you did the appropriate research and you've gone through the recovery but how has actually losing the weight did it come off quickly did it take a long journey how take me through that
0: Um, In the first six months, I lost 50 kilos, which is uh, really good. My doctor was really, really happy with that. Um, And then it started to plateau. So then I lost that additional 15 um, within the next year and a half. I put on again, like during COVID, obviously. Um, And now I'm just working on trying to work back off and go to that original state that I was in at the start of, um, oh, sorry, the mid of last year um, and work myself down. So um, so essentially after surgery, you go on to, um, as I said, you go into a liquid diet um, that helps your stomach recover and everything like that. Um, and then you, then you move on to puree foods and um, – and then semi semi solids. So, um, like mashed potato and everything like that. Um, but with this surgery, like you can still eat stuff you love and everything like that. And um it's just it's just like pretty much being on a permanent diet. Your your portion control to the max because they so your stomach is about around about two liters. Um and they take everything except for two hundred and fifty mils. And, like, wow. you, you're left with this little sack and you just imagine it just, like, you feel it, feel it, feel it. And, like, once you feel it to the top, then it's going to start coming out. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not like, oh, I'm full, I, I, I'll i go into a food coma kind of thing. It's like, no, <laughs> you're full, that's it. Your body's like, mm-mm. And, Next. You, and it makes you sick. <laughs> yeah. So, I can, I used to, Um. I, it's a bit better now. Like. I don't know. I haven't heard. I don't have a lot of people around me anymore that have had the surgery, um, but uh, I don't know of anyone that's had symptoms for this long. Like um, eating, like I know a lot of people further on down the track they can eat a lot more. I can still eat the same amount that I could like two years ago, just when I was starting off fresh. Um, uh, I don't know if that's because I've been disciplined with what I've, what my portion control is like. Um, But also I do know if I'm like starving, I'll stuff my face and then, It's like it it just takes that little bit to tip you over the edge and you don't realize it until you've eaten too much. And it's just like you feel – you knock out because like you're so full and you feel like really sick and you have to go for a lie down. It's like kind of like a food coma but like I feel like it's 10 times worse.
1: Okay. So, it's not even that – sense and I, i'll use it the word loosely but enjoyable feeling of, of having a big yeah
0: meal. like comfortable full yeah it's not no it's uncomfortable full
1: okay and, and yeah. i'm guessing as well with with your stom- stomach now being such a reduced size you mentioned about having to be on quite a, a strict diet and, and that would be because for your body to get all the nutrients that you need you only have a very small yeah window to, to fill so you need to make sure that everything that you do eat is the is being put to good use in your body.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I I already suffered from hair loss um, and I'm very like pale in complexion and my bones aren't that great. So like, and this is another thing people have to consider. They have to consider taking vitamins and tablets for the rest of their lives as well because I have to take um, calcium, vitamin D, um, iron, like because the body isn't getting... As you said, enough nutrients from everything. You have to pretty much portion control all the um, nutrient-rich foods, um, and still, like you can still have like your little, like your little chocolate and everything like that. It's always good to not completely wipe yourself out of um, little bits of bad food here and there, because then that's when you go and binge. Like I find that I binge the most is when I cut everything out completely and I deprive myself from those little artificial foods. And I feel like I get my little joys out of like, oh, kind of like old life, but I only get a little taste of it and then that's it. Like I'm happy. Like it's just, it's just you need that little bit to be like, oh, I'm satisfied. I don't need to go and binge my weekend away or anything like that.
1: And I think um, this is really yeah. important. Sorry, I'll just... No, no, no. Because I think it's very important as well in, in finding that balance, no matter whether you've taken you know, a, a diet, surgery. Uh, life in general is about finding balance, whether we're talking about food or anything else, that everything in moderation is, is the key to, to finding... Yeah, again, key balance. to success. saying balance. Yeah. Um, but, but having that, like you say, if you fully deprive yourself of something, you begin to resent it. And once yeah. you resent it, it's only, everyone has a breaking point. So it's only a matter of time before everything collapses and implodes. And, and like you say, you find yourself binging. And in, in your situation specifically, Charmaine, you know that it's, it's not a possibility because of the physical reaction that your body will have to to that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so i was i want to I'm, I'm conscious of time and i'm sure because this is such an <laughs> interesting topic and, and you're probably the, the first person i've ever spoken to this kind of length regarding this surgery i have one friend who, who had it a few years ago but we've never really discussed it in in detail we're not that close but yeah. i would feel comfortable asking these questions so instead i'm asking a stranger on the other <laughs> side of the world but it's um,
0: easier.
1: <laughs> yeah there you go no and but subject- you know.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Go. This, this subject is very I, – I feel like it's still very taboo. I very much hid, like, having surgery for a long time. That's why I have two Instagram accounts. And I also wanted to just post weight loss stuff and not be, like, spamming my friends every five seconds but I was very much like oh no you got to keep it hidden it's so taboo like uh, people think it's cheating like that's what I played in my head now I tell everyone I don't care like seriously you got a problem with that oh well that's not <laughs> that's you not me kind of thing um but yeah that's like I, f- I find like it's very hard to ask a lot of people about it that's why I tried like that's why you try and do your own research before you do it but like I feel like it's better to get first-hand experience from somebody who's actually gone through it because you can give your story and you can and and you know what the more information that's out there the better the people like can actually like all right well this is real like I'm not just reading um FAQs on a website somewhere or, or reading uh, symptoms like off Dr. Google, if you know what I mean? Like it's, it's better to hear that firsthand experience other than of course, trying of to course. Google it on your own.
1: And, and I think you've, you've given a very, very balanced overview. Um, and I'll be quite honest. I, I didn't go into this conversation today expecting you to have as many negative elements of the surgery, as as there were, I, just because I, I, I'm not sure what kind of pain. I, I tried not to prejudge it because I don't know much about the topic. But part of me expected you to join us today and say, you know, I had the surgery, life's great now, and and that's it. And that's why I was very cautious even before we started the episode. Say, okay, I, I need to make sure that we don't just push this as the only yeah. solution or a quick fix solution. And and you you've done an extremely good job, I think, of of explaining that. So thank you.
0: No, no, thank you.
1: And um, so life today, putting aside the method, so mm-hmm. to speak, how how has your life changed? How are you now, like compared to maybe 10 years ago? But you said you're 28, is that right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Compared to 18, oh my gosh. Life, life is better with the surgery, and don't get me wrong, like all, all the negatives aside and everything like that, those you learn to live with. Like once you make that decision, you learn to live with it. But 10 years ago, I would have said, look into this, go, go for this and search a path for this. Like if you think that you can't get any help anywhere else, like I, I just feel, Better within myself, and I'm building that confidence back up. I'm building that relationship with myself back up as well. And like I can, I can go on a roller coaster now and go like, "Stuff you!" I can, I can fit in that seat, kind of thing. Like, I, I just celebrated. uh, I think there's like a photo on my Instagram somewhere, like that. I've put in an airplane buckle, and I didn't have to use the extension. Like, it's just, it's little wins like that that make things. Like, just I, – I, I take the extreme with it because I'm like, oh, my God, I couldn't do that. Or I haven't fit into a size 16 since I was 12 years old. Now, I'm – I have gained a little bit of weight, so I'm a little bit bigger now. But I'm in an 18. And I, and I can safely say that I haven't been a size 18 either since I was, like, in my early teens. It's just amazing to, like – Know that you can do things you couldn't do before. And like the the weight off my whole body, Um, like I have knee problems and arth- early onset arthritis and everything like that, like it's just improved everything like in a whole consensus. Like I just feel better about myself and I just feel more in tuned with myself. Like I'm not just wondering, oh, when's the next migraine going to happen or – when When am I gonna pop out a knee because my stomach's too heavy and or oh, I can't stand for long periods of time because my feet ache and my back aches, and like just everything is so sore like so all that pressure is off, and even the health like the like that is a health aspect, but even my blood levels and everything like that, I went from being pre diabetic and um i have i have i suffer from polycystic ovaries so knowing that I might not be able to have children one day because of how big I was and everything like that I've increased my fertility I've increased um, like I've decreased my chances of having diabetes and um, my insulin levels are way down like they were at I think it was like a 52, which is like really bad. They're supposed to be under 10. And now I was, I came in at an eight, my last blood test that I did. All my blood cells are like very normalized. My sugars are like perfect. like, it's just very, that was my win. Like I, I do focus on like how I look and everything like that. But I always, I've always focused on how I look and how I present myself but knowing that my internal side, like my internal system, is working the way it needs to and my liver isn't as fatty anymore, it, it, it just gave me so much joy.
1: It's fantastic to hear. I'm, I'm so happy for you, Charmaine, because it sounds as though you've, you've really have given yourself that opportunity to, to have a happy life, which I, I believe probably would never have happened if you hadn't made the, a decision to change. And yeah. you know, you talk about having a family in the future. You talk about your liver. You talk about your, just just your general health from a physical aspect, but also yeah. from a, a mental aspect as well. That it, it's very unlikely that you would have discovered any kind of happiness had you have carried on the same path that you were on.
0: Yeah, well, I think people focus way too much on how they look when they should really be looking further inside. And and because I I had to focus a lot on all of that inside because of where I was like I I was so close to being a type 2 diabetes it wasn't funny like I especially because I have it running in the family like we need to look at our history before we start looking at like the physical outside shell like you need to look inside and make sure everything's functioning the way it needs to be like you 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 just I, I can't stress this enough, like whether you go through surgery or whether you're, you're doing like Slimming World or Weight Watchers or just doing it on your own, make sure you're doing it safe. Make sure that you're – go do some, a set of bloods. Go do a full physical at your doctors. Make sure that you're getting those sugars where they need to be, your insulin where it needs to be, like all your blood cells. Go get your liver checked, like all that stuff. Do it all before you even start because then that way you have a basis to start from and a goal to work to. You may not be making the scale goals, but you've also got to remember if you're going and hitting the gym all the time, you, you're you changing fat content for muscle mass. Like You just can't be focusing on that physical aspect all the time. Yes, you're going to look good and feel good, but if your insides aren't functioning the way that they need to be, you need to be attentioning that first and foremost that's my belief anyway.
1: I think you're spot on. I think you're absolutely spot on. And, you know, it's, it's all about putting aside that the medical, um, results of any tests that you have. It's about how you feel as a person with yourself. And that's why there's no magic number. There's no, you know, size that somebody should be to say, okay, now you can be happy or give yourself permission to be happy. You, you should be happy when you feel comfortable with yourself, whether that's physically, mentally. And, and that's what I, I really want, you know, this podcast to focus on, that you, you don't have to necessarily even be slim to be happy. And, and one of my oh. guests, Steve, he, he captioned it perfectly. He said that he, he was overweight, but he wasn't unhappy. But on the inside, yeah. his body was having an absolute... Nightmare, and and it took a, a really big health scare for him to realise that. So,
0: yeah, I, I think yeah.
1: unfortunately we've we've run out of time for this episode, Sean, mate. <laughs> See, I, I, I told wanna, you I could talk. <laughs> no, and it's been fantastic. We'll have to get you back on in the future as well to find yeah, out how you're getting on. I'm more um, than happy. But I, I'd love to to officially welcome you as a, a weight loss warrior.
0: <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be a part of the team.
1: And um, we we look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Charmaine it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much
0: thank you so much for reaching out I do appreciate it and what you're doing for people is I, I think it's amazing so you should be congratulating I yourself as well
1: I, I really appreciate that it means a lot thank you
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: I'd also like to say a big thank you to you our listeners I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new weight loss warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.